You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. So, welcome. If you're just getting here, welcome. It's good to see you. I want to um, draw our attention to some mysterious and lovely words that Jesus said about himself as the shepherd. I think I have a slide of this, Karina. Thanks. He said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. There's a lot to unpack there, um, and we won't get into all of it tonight um, by any means, but over the next couple weeks, I want to dig into this sheep and shepherd metaphor with you so that we can, again, so that we can understand more about ourselves as, as this flock and more about what Jesus is saying about himself um, as, as a leader and as a caretaker. Um, one thing that, that is very clear to me about the shepherd metaphor is that God wants our thriving. You know, the whole thing with shepherds is like, they look out for the sheep. Um, I have a slide for this too, Karina. They look out for the flock. That's their, that's their whole thing, to like diligently um, protect and provide for the flock. Food, water, safety, tending of wounds, um, helping the sheep give birth. So God, I think, is, is trying to say something to us about what God wants for us, um, um, a life a life together, an abundant life. But I think so often it's easy to miss, at least for me, because we're busy looking out for ourselves because we think we have to. Um, so I hope that this study can give us a little bit, can take a little bit a load off, um, not of our responsibility to participate in this life with God, but, but the pressure to do it all ourselves. Psalm 23 um, can we get that slide? Thanks. Oh, there, there's the, the shepherd taking care of the sheep. Psalm 23 gives us a poetic example of life with the good shepherd. Um, so for the next few weeks, we're going to take it line by line. Um, and Liz got us started so beautifully today. Um, and we're going to gather insights from like actual sheep herders and ranchers. Um, that can tell us more about the character of sheep and what a caring shepherd provides. So we start out with the words, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Hopefully, um, by the time we get to Lent together at the end of February, we'll, we'll be able to say those first two lines with confidence. I got them up there too, Ash. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, like we know, we know who our leader is, and 
that that line i shall not want i think is confusing because of course we want we want many things and desire is really good and useful too but it means um it means that we can trust and that we could be content and cared for trusting that god will provide um, the artist Audrey Assad wrote this beautiful song uh, about that line, and it goes, I'm not going to sing it for you, but the words are, no. <laughs> from, <laughs> from the love of my own comfort, from the fear of having nothing, from a life of worldly passions, deliver me, O oh God. From the need to be understood, from a need to be accepted, from the fear of being lonely, Deliver me, O oh God, and I shall not want. No, I shall not want. When I taste your goodness, I shall not want. From the fear of serving others, oh, and the fear of death or trial, and from the fear of humility, deliver me, O oh God. And she goes on. So then the psalmist says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And that's the one I really want to look at with you tonight. Um, because that word make in there always makes me curious. Because like, I don't, oh, we're not, we're not quite there yet. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're doing great. Um, that he makes me lie down in green pastures. It like, I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I don't need to be made to lie down in a beautiful grassy field. Like, I would love to do that any day of the week, just take a nap, look at the sky. And so why does, why does the psalmist say that? Um, I think because um, Jesus is, God is getting at something deeper, yeah, you know, a habit of the heart. Um, but also because as it turns out, sheep um, will not lie down and rest in green pastures or anywhere unless um, if, if they are afraid, if there are social tensions among them, um, if they are pested by flies or mosquitoes, this is what I'm learning from the sheep ranchers, or if they are hungry. So all four, now we're ready, Karina, all four of those things are, would keep and do keep sheep from actually resting. Um, in the green pasture, even if the, the shepherd provides it. So, the, so a good shepherd has to solve those four problems for them in order to convince them to rest. So sheep scare really e easily, so let's talk about fear first. It, it only takes another little animal, like a rabbit or something, to startle them and get them, um, and then they all start running without even assessing if there's a real threat they perceive a lot of threats that aren't real um, if they simply get surprised by something. And that fear can, can become deadly if, if say, um, a pregnant sheep is running, um, they, they will sometimes lose their babies running from a perceived threat. So it can be um, really not good for their health. <laughs> The presence of the shepherd is very calming, though, in these moments. The shepherd simply has to appear, or they hear the shepherd's voice, just like Jesus said, and they calm down. But even if they can just see the shepherd, 
um, they, it calms their anxiety and they, they feel better. They focus on the shepherd and not the thing that scared them. I actually had an experience like that one time, and I, I think I've told you guys this before, but um, I was scared out of my mind about something that, um, years ago, and it was something that just felt impossible to me to reconcile. And all of a sudden, I, I could see, I got this vision of Jesus there in the room with me, praying for me. And I'm so grateful for that little, like, it was almost like, God kind of lifted the veil, and I could and I could um, see this little vision of reality because I don't think anything else could have calmed, could have actually calmed my fear in that moment. And I think God knew that. Something practical that we can do when we're scared, um, learning from the sheep, is to stop running. I think we run in lots of ways towards people or things. Um, that we think can make us feel better. But if we can pause for a moment and simply ask for the presence of the shepherd to help us ass- assess the threat, um, we, may, we might be reminded that we're not, we're not facing that threat alone. The second problem that the shepherd needs to solve before the sheep can rest is competition and rivalry between the sheep. I learned this week that sheep fight, some sheep fight for dominance by butting other sheep around. They kind of bully, bully each other. Not all of them, but some. They fight for the best food and sleeping spots and always try to be first. Unless the shepherd disciplines these sheep, the rivalry and competition put all, can put all the sheep on the edge. The whole flock can be on edge because of the ones that are budding the other ones. And then nobody can rest. And interestingly, the sheep that are most content are what the shepherds call the bottom sheep that don't fight for dominance. So I think we can learn from the sheep that we don't have to be on top. And we know this, of course, right? We need not strive for that. Um, In fact, we need to be aware of our social positions and and what they afford us and offer them to one another in service to God. Today is Dr. King's birthday. You probably know that. And in his last sermon that he gave just... um, a few days before he was killed. I think I have a slide of that too, Ash, thanks. Um, He talked again about the financial impact of racism in our country and how it created generational wealth for white Americans over black Americans and how our country needs to make amends through reparations. And sadly, as you know, that racial wealth gap still, still persists in some areas, even in almost the same ways all these years later after that sermon. So there's a lot of work to do. I am not the good shepherd, but I know that this is a tension that will not stand in God's flock. 
along with all the other ways that racism shows up. Those who hoard privilege or exploit labor or don't examine biases will have to reckon with the rod and staff of the shepherd who came so that all the sheep can thrive. And so I hope we keep, we'll keep wrestling with this and working on this as a community in, in this new year. And I'm really grateful uh, for Dr. King's prophetic shepherding voice that still resounds. Moving back to the sheep. Another way that a good shepherd helps the sheep to thrive and to be able to rest is to protect them from pestilence. And uh, it might sound silly, but flies are one of the worst enemies of sheep because sheep don't have anything, they don't have like tails to swat, you know, to clear their faces. Um, they can't swat them away, and the, the flies try to lay eggs in the moist membranes of their noses and eyes and ears, and it drives them crazy. It literally drives sheep crazy. Um, so a good shepherd will put oil on the sheep's head um, to repel the bugs so that they can rest. And I can't help but think of the oil of the Spirit here because oil is often a symbol of the Holy Spirit in the, in the Bible um, or a sign of the Spirit's work of affirmation or empowerment or healing. And I think we need to literally apply the Spirit to our minds in situations that bug us. There are so many irritations in, in this life, right? that can really take up space in our heads. And we need to connect with God through prayer to keep the bugs away. This is, a, this is an everyday thing for me, like Liz was talking about, every day. For me, a sense of failure or loss is a bug that can really distract me from rest or even experiencing the goodness of God um, and the opportunities of the present moment. And so I need that oil of the spirit regularly to apply some hope of change and resurrection to my self-blame or sadness or whatever it is. You could kind of think what it is for you. What are the bugs? What are the bugs that get in your eyes that you need the good shepherd to uh, oil you up for? Finally, the good shepherd knows that the sheep can't rest if they're hungry. And so a good sheep rancher puts a lot of time and energy into growing, like nourishing grass um, and a lot of money and care into um, planting fields if they can for, the, for nutrient-laden grass for the sheep to eat. They don't leave it to chance. A good shepherd doesn't. Ironically, though, sometimes, I think I might have a slide for that, too. Thanks. Sometimes um, sheep will prefer to eat the brown shrubbery um, instead of, they'll, they'll prefer to just eat trash 
instead of the nutrient-laden grass that the, that the shepherd has for them. I don't know why, um, except I know myself, and I do that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Chips are delicious. Um, but I, I, I do know that the shepherd has to be really intentional about shooing them away from food that will harm them and leading them to food that will nourish them. So what I'm taking from that is that if, if we can't rest, if we can't experience good rest, and I know that's a struggle for lots of us, it might be because we're not getting enough spiritual food. What are we taking in these days in this new year? What are, what are we reading and listening to and watching? Is there enough truth from the Lord in there on TikTok? to nourish your soul. I don't know, maybe there is. There's a lot of good stuff on TikTok. But the care of our hearts and minds is really important. Partly because we put out what we take in, right? Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth. No, how does that go? Yeah, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So ingesting the hope and the goodness of God on a regular basis, like that truth that truth that we are all loved and that um, because Christ has come and risen, the, the, the world as, as, as much grief as we hold and as, much, as many things as need to change that we'll keep working for, um, this is moving. This is moving in a good direction. That's what we know through Christ and that's what we, that's what we have to keep hanging on to, right? That spiritual food will help us to rest well. So think, think about what it means for you as I close here. The invitation is to know that God is your shepherd and that you are invited to rest in spiritual refreshment and nourishment. If we can't, we may need to allow our shepherd to speak to our fears with his presence. Or we, we may need to stop competing or being at odds with each other or striving so much. We may need to apply the oil of the Spirit to the bugs in our eyes. And we may need to eat better spiritual food, truth from the Lord. I think all of these actions could help us experience real rest and lay down in those green pastures this year. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you for this, this image of you um, as a caretaker, as a justice bringer. I pray that we could, we could stay with you and we could receive from you in this new year and not um, feel like we have to have all of the answers ourselves or, or even um, take care of ourselves on our own. That you are here for us. Um, all of us together. So help us to be here for you and here for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. 
You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at Circle of Hope Net.